Hello, and welcome back to the Athletic Cast. The date is May 3rd. It's a Sunday, and I believe this is the 28th episode. Is that right, Brady? The uh, 29th. 29th, sorry. But uh, anyways, I'm your co-host, Garrett. How's it going, Brady? You know, getting along. Getting along. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, lot of stuff to do. Kind of starting to get lower on my list, but still going along. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, it's uh, pretty much nothing major since, you know, sports are still out of the way. So we're going to hop back into what we normally do with NFL. First story is that Andy Dalton was released from the Cincinnati Bengals after eight seasons with the team. Dalton is a promising quarterback who was placed in a very bad situation. So it'll be good to see how the 30-year-old quarterback will reshape his career. And an update on that story. Breaking news at the time of this recording. Andy Dalton has signed a one-year, $7 million deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, uh... Well, actually, I want to hear, uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think Andy Dalton, if he could help the Cowboys, I think, I mean, you told me this earlier, but with Andy Dalton leaving because Joe Burrow is now Mm -hmm. in Cincinnati, he might be the face of the franchise. And with the pressure on Dak to sign that franchise tag in Dallas, um, I'm, I'm saying that's, yeah, just that pressure. It's going to put more pressure on Dak because they did this. And if it infuriates Dak enough, he could leave. And I could see him going to somewhere like Denver or like you even said with um, the Steelers. Oh, that's uh, just hope. I don't know if that's all realistic, but it'd definitely be a good successor to Ben. Yeah, but, I mean, Ben's got, what, one, two years ago, or left to go. In, yeah. Uh, there and Dak's young. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing about – um I said the same thing about uh, Detroit, but then uh, Matthew's got six more years. Yeah. So that's going to be tough. So that's my thoughts on that. So do you think uh, personally that Dak will leave, or do you think that uh, Andy's just going to be a backup? Because it It, is a one-year deal. It depends if the NFL is going to start here soon. It'll give more time for both of them to think about it. Mm. I definitely think Andy Dalton, with his percentages that he's been given out, I mean, he's had – a trash team, but yeah, I think he sorry. could be a pretty good quarterback, especially for a decent team like the Cowboys could be. But mm-hmm. I don't see a Super Bowl in their future. No one does. But yeah, definitely just a big step. That, <laughs> definitely my point there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next story is uh, kind of just some fifth year options. And uh, the concept of a fifth year option goes as follows This is the last year that rookies drafted four years ago are under contract. If a team decides to not pick up said option, the player becomes a free agent the next year. Understand? Great. All right, so uh, the story is that Jacksonville Jaguars are not picking up the fifth-year option of former first-round pick Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think potential landing spots for him could be Tampa Bay, um, end of list, because there hasn't been that much uh, other stories on that, because uh, they reportedly tried to make a trade during the uh, draft, to get uh, Leonard Fournette to the Bucks, but I don't think the compensation was right on both sides. So uh, next story is that the Detroit Lions are not expected to pick up the fifth-year option for 2017 first-round linebacker Gerard Davis. Another surprising kind of cut because the Lions did cut Devon Kennard, so, uh, who was also a team captain and a linebacker like Davis. So it's kind of weird how they're thinning out their linebacker room. Uh, Next story is that the Chicago Bears, really important here, 
are declining the fifth-year option on quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Obviously, you don't want to see you declining a fifth-year option for the second overall pick, but he was over Mahomes and Watson. What else can you say there? But uh, this is a do-or-die season for Trubisky as he battles Nick Foles for the starting role. So it's going to be uh, kind of cool to see how that plays out in uh, the NFC North this year. And then I'm going to kind of blow by these uh, last two fifth-year options, and that is that the Tennessee Titans are declining wide receiver Corey Davis's fifth-year option, and the Bengals are declining the fifth-year option on former first-round pick John Ross. All right, and uh, I have two more stories left in NFL. It's uh, kind of a long one today. But the Kansas City Chiefs are signing former Dolphins defensive end Taco Charlton to a one-year deal. Charlton has kind of moved around in his first few years in the league. He started off drafted by the Cowboys in the first round, but then was cut and signed with the Dolphins and uh, got cut again and uh, now is signing with maybe one of the best teams in the league. So he definitely ramped it up a little bit. And last story is that per Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio, there is only an quote-unquote extremely small chance the league is unable to play the upcoming season. The biggest obstacle to a return to play remains, quote, adequate and efficient testing, both for football personnel and the general public, end quote. He also noted that the league feels confident that everything will be back to normal by August when training camps open. And that'll do it for NFL News today. I'll start off with NBA news, uh, obviously, like I do every day. But the NBA is uncertain and also general managers of teams as well, uh, very concerned for older coaches in the coming future if the season is to resume. So with older coaches, let me say like Greg Popovich and et cetera, um, would you be kind of nervous for them uh, because of all this going on? The only coach that I can think of uh, off the top of my head being very old is Greg Popovich, obviously. And uh, I think – Greg Popovich wouldn't be very worried because if you've ever like seen interviews or stuff with Greg Popovich, he is very kind of stonewalled. He's very uh, tough. He probably wouldn't care. But that's the entire Spurs organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know about the other old coaches. I'm just saying if it's Greg Popovich, he definitely probably doesn't care. Right. Um, I was thinking like maybe Doc Rivers as well. And then uh, uh, – Casey with the Pistons as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just those old coaches. So there's that concern. LeBron James quoted today that, in quote, nobody I know, end quote, wants to cancel the season. And I wouldn't really know anyone else who would want to cancel the season. So do you think, I mean, we've already had this going on. There is promise that there's vaccines being made, but it Mm -hmm. isn't likely to kind of start coming if these trials go well until I think it was July. So um, they could maybe see a comeback in August, September, October. But going off of that, the NBA is aiming for, uh, or they're having talks that December might be the start of the 2020-2021 season. Yeah. If um, that would make sense. So they could finish the, 2019 2020 season and then maybe not long after have your small break because we're already having a break right now Mm -hmm. go on and start that season i have no problem with that uh i don't see anything that could go wrong there Um, if we do have a vaccine at that time 
But going on from that, I think that'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo says the last dance has that he has watched says it is greatness. Or he says that greatness is a life mission. So coming from Giannis's standpoint, greatness might be his life mission because he's going to probably be one go down as one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a freak. Yeah, the Greek freak, to be uh, correct. Exactly. So I think that is very positive for him saying that. And going off of last dance news to finish out, my NBA news is that the Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan thing is still going on. And how mm-hmm. Michael Jordan cut Isaiah Thomas pretty much from that dream team. And they neither of them really have had to say anything after it. I think they're keeping it pretty uh pretty low. But yeah. the headlines are just so high for it. Just how everyone is so torn because of that situation. I don't know what they could have done to make it any better. Both of them did disrespectful things. But mm-hmm. what do you think they should do to try and make it up? Uh I think Jordan specifically is the one who's more um, kind of more upset about the situation today. And uh, I think he seems to have not lost his competitive edge. It might have worn off a bit, but it's still that high. So he's still holding that grudge. So uh, I think you might just want to hash it out between just like him and Isaiah Thomas just meet up uh, one-on-one and they just hash it out, and uh, maybe at the end of it, they can both come out on top about it. But uh, I do think what Isaiah Thomas said was that uh, the Dream Team is the only thing that was really left off of his career. He had rings, he had all-star appearances, he had kind of scoring titles, stuff like that. But uh, the only thing he didn't have was making the Olympic team. So uh, I think to rob someone of that is kind of a crappy thing to do. But I think they should overall just meet together and hash it out. Right. So uh, do you have any NBA news for today? I got one, and that was from yesterday. And that is that the NBA has indefinitely postponed its NBA draft lottery and draft combine in May in Chicago due to the coronavirus pandemic. Note there how I didn't say that the NBA draft has been canceled because they're still holding out hope that they will be able to have that. But uh, it's kind of like you're not going to – like how with NFL, most of the pro days got canceled, but they still had the draft. You just won't be able to kind of bring your guy in-house with your doctors and everything, get them all checked out. You're just going to have to kind of go on a hunch and how they played and whether they're not injured. Yeah, and that's all I have for uh, NBA news. Okay, moving on to MLB news is um, the Orioles have really shared the message of Mancini uh, with all of his cancer, him fighting cancer and stuff like that. Very good to see that, and um, hopefully he has a speedy recovery, even though that's pretty not possible with cancer, sadly, when that's Mm -hmm. all I have for MLB news today. All right, uh, I have two pieces, and that is that there is a growing belief that the delayed MLB season possibly has a winning day. 
This season might start by late June or early July and have around 100 or so games. I think once the season is over, the MLB might think to switch to a 100-game season because the normal 162 feels like eternity. Do you think they should switch to a shorter season? I wouldn't be against it. I mean, every single night, it probably is a lot or a lot of wear and tear on these players. Um, with 162 games, that's just about, I think, a little bit over um, or a little bit under double of NBA. Mm-hmm. So imagine the NBA players playing 162 games. Maybe it's a little bit different physical aspect to the two games, but I'm sure it's very hard on both their bodies with pitchers and um, any other player. So yeah. if them going down to, I think, 100 game seasons, you could have players lasting longer in the league, uh, maybe uh, just people being more healthy, maybe not having as many injuries and being able to diagnose more stuff. And going off of that, I think it could be beneficial. All right, uh, I have one more MLB story, and that is that Los Angeles Angels first baseman Albert Pujols, had, and more importantly, 40 years of age, has expressed interest in playing after his contract expires in 2021, saying, quote, I don't think about it that way. It's my last year under contract, but that doesn't mean I can't keep playing. I haven't closed that door. I'm taking it day by day, year by year, but you haven't heard from my mouth that I'm going to retire next year, end quote. And that's all I have for MLB News. Yeah, so uh, some college football news. So let's hear that. I got one story for that, and that is that four-star prospect Jordan Thomas has committed to Texas Longhorns. Thomas chose the Longhorns over offers from Texas A&M, Baylor, LSU, TCU, Houston, and SMU. And the Texas team is shaping up after nabbing Michigan transfer receiver Tyreek Black and obviously the acquisition of Jordan Thomas. And that is all I have for college foosball. Ooh, so college basketball. Do you have anything for that? Again, one story, and that is that Wake Forest center Olivier Saar is entering the transfer portal. Saar averaged 13.7 points per game, nine rebounds per game, and he averaged around... 0.9 assists and 52.7 from the field. So he's obviously a high quality player. And I heard that Kentucky is kind of eyeing him up to join their ranks, which will make him even more scary. But um, yeah, that's all I have for college basketball. And I think that's all I have for all of the news. Well, I have a cool thing I saw for college basketball. And since there's no sports, it's giving uh, analysts and stuff more time to do rankings. So I mm-hmm. saw top 25 best college uh, coaches, like best options for colleges to choose. Yeah. And uh, I th- there's a lot of probably no names here. And I think I'm just going to run down a few. And if you want to uh, talk about any of them, just stop me and let me know. So right. uh, number one, they have Roy Williams from North Carolina. Uh, number two, they have Jay Wright from Villanova. Okay. Number three, my man, Tom Izzo from Michigan State. Awesome. Love how you don't hear John Beeline in top five. Uh, <laughs> uh, number four is Bill Self from Kansas. Number five, John Calipari out of Kentucky. Uh, I mean, all these guys I've hopefully, hopefully you've heard of. Yeah. Because these guys are very, very uh, 
prestigious. Very special coaches. Uh, Tony Bennett from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mark Few from Gonzaga. Leonard Hamilton from Florida State. Chris Beard from Texas Tech. Bob Higgins from West Virginia. That, that dude is that dude's cool. Yeah. His hair is sweet. Uh, I don't know how he does it. But uh, number 11, Greg Marshall from Wichita State. Number 12, Drew or Scott Drew from Baylor. Number 13, uh, Sean Miller from Arizona. 14, Mike Bray from Notre Dame. Number 15, Shaka Smart from VCU. Number 16, Calvin Sampson from Houston. Uh, number 17, Fred Holberg from Iowa State. Number 18, uh, Dana Altman from Oregon. Number 19, Bruce Pearl from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Number 20, Matt Painter from Purdue. Uh, number 21, Anthony Grant from Dayton. Number 22, uh, Jamie Dixon from Pittsburgh. Number 23, Frank Martin from South Carolina. Uh, number 24 is Penny Hardaway from Memphis. Yep. And number 25, Rick Patino. Wow, Rick Patino from yeah. Louisville. Well, ex-Louisville coach. Notice and that oh, those, Juan Howard on there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yep, you might have a early comeback with some tournaments, but nope, not in the end of the season. Too bad, so sad. Yep. But yeah, um, all those made sense. Uh, I just wanted to share that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to end up my news for the day. Garrett needs to go play some Fortnite, just like he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for me today. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Athleticast. Hopefully you enjoy your Sunday. Sorry that we didn't post a day earlier. Again, uh, we forgot, which uh, sounds very unprofessional. But, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for watching the May 3rd episode, the 29th. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy your day. Co-host Garrett, sign out. Bye-bye, guys.